0: Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered and my magical guest for today is Shamet Horsfield. Shamet is a New Paradigm Priestess, Oracle, Sacred Depths Transformational Soul Coach, Conscious Creation Coach and Sacred Divine Feminine Leader. She's here to contribute to making this world a better place by awakening consciousness and birthing in the new paradigm. She helps her soul clients transform their wounds into their wisdom, their wisdom into superpowers, so they can consciously create the most abundant life of their wildest dreams. With her clairvoyant gifts and particular intuitive brand of magic, she helps the clients develop intuition and psychic gifts, awaken sacred divine and feminine energy, activate priestess power, align to their soul path purpose, and become sovereign queens, awakened new paradigm priestesses, and sacred divine feminine leaders. Welcome, Shamit.
1: Oh, thanks. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, it's such a blessing to have you with us, Shamit, and I'm excited to be learning from you today.
1: Oh, thank you, Yeah, so wonderful that our souls have aligned. I feel the magic already. I'm so excited. Mm.
0: (laughs) Me too. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Now, Shamit, since my podcast is called Sacred Feminine Power, I love to start by asking my guests, what does Sacred Feminine Power mean to you personally? Hmm.
1: I love this question so much. I'm very passionate about it. Yes. In my own journey, um, you know, I I had you send me the questions and I dived deep into them yesterday. And um, what came up for me in my own experience of being on this planet is uh, early on the mother wound, the sister wound the witch wound and the feminine wounds and um for me in my own life um i have felt like i have had to fight just in order for me to be who i am in this world and it's been such a struggle and um and i remember being such a you know innocent sweet little girl i was so skinny and pretty and um and kind And I feel like at a very, very early age, my kindness, my sweetness, my big open heart, and because I was skinny and pretty, just naturally born that way as a little girl, um, you know, I was um, treated very badly by other women. So, you know, as much as we talk about the patriarchal energy suppressing women, um, what I've been really diving deep into is is the feminine wound, you know, and how it has taken me almost all my life, I'm almost 50, <laughs> to really, truly heal the divine feminine wound and, and to step into my own personal power. Um, there for a while, um, I gained a lot of weight and um, became a doormat and a people pleaser, and the nice girl, because I wanted to be loved, and I wanted to be liked, and I wanted to fit in. Um, of course, it didn't make me happy, and it, it it didn't work in the way that I thought it would. But I did um, have an easier time, and and it wasn't targeted by the jealousy of other women as much. And so, for me, what's really alive is how are we together going to get out of our own way as women? and collaborate instead of always becoming competitive. And to me, healing these feminine wounds is um, the pathway to our power of being able to unite and work together collectively to birth the new paradigm. And so for me, you know, in my own experience, my own journey is that when we can heal these wounds, the mother wound, the sister wound, the witch wound, all these wounds inside of us, And of course, as a father wound and a brother wound too, I just, the majority of my work is um, with women, but I do work with men as well. Um, But I feel that when we can heal this, that is where the treasure is. That's where the power is. And, oh, I'm so, I'm so, you know, um, excited about it because I've seen it firsthand in my clients. I've seen it in my own healing path and my own journey. I'm all about collaboration and not competition. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I mean, I can talk about this for the entire podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe we will. Let's see. <laughs> but I can really resonate with everything that you're saying there. And you're touching something very deep for me as well in terms of, of beauty and needing on the one hand to hide one's beauty so that you don't attract that jealousy and that competition and even the resentment that can be directed at you when, when, when you are beautiful and attractive just, just the way you are. And this is actually a theme that I've been going pretty deeply into myself lately as well. So we are clearly aligned on, on this as well, Shalmet. And I think it would be beautiful to, to talk about that in just a moment a little bit more um before we delve there um i would really love for you to share about a challenge and perhaps this is it that you have faced on your path that's really helped you to activate the sacred feminine power within you and in in who you are now as well
1: yeah you know i i love these questions so much we are so aligned and meant to, this was meant to happen we were meant to meet <laughs> oh i love you love your energy um this uh, brought up so many childhood memories. Um, There's so many different ones. But I remember I was, I think I was about 11. I was pre pubescent. (laughs) And I was the new girl at a new school. And these two very, very pretty girls came up to me and they said, Oh, you know, we want you to be in our clique." that kind of alarm bells went off when they said that i was like click huh and um but you have to fill out this form first and and um we really want you to be in our group you know because we're the most popular girls at the school and da 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 i was like huh and so i read through you know this you know all the criteria for being in this popular group and i was like no way So I went back to the two very pretty girls and I said, oh, no, thank you. And they said, you have made such a big mistake. You're going to have no friends at this school. Um, And I said, well, actually, I already have a friend and she's really nice and she's my next door neighbor. And um, I really like her and I just need one friend. So I'm good. (laughs) Thank you, though. Thank you for, you know, inviting me. And that was kind of like, um, besides the mother wound and the, you know, the sister, sister wound, this was the beginning of, you know, that opening to that, um, feminine wound, sister wound, where you have to be this and this and this, this criteria in order to fit in to the group. And so at 11 years old, I knew, um, no, thank you. And It's still going on to this day, you know, um, even as, um, a a 50 year old woman, it's still happening. And I get so, um, fired up about it and so passionate about it because, you know, it's just, it's just not okay. And, um, I ended up making friends with all the misfits, um, in that school and we created our own group. And in our group, everyone was welcome as long as you were loving and kind. And we ended up being the most popular group. And those two girls ended up getting scrubbed in junior high, you know, their heads flushed down the toilet, which I mean, wasn't very nice, but they kind of got what they, you know, all the unkindness that they were doing to others that came back. And so, you know, for me, that was a good kind of foundation in which I started thinking about with your questions. I haven't thought about all of that for a while. And I was like, wow, it's so interesting. And so in my, you know, in my trainings, in my groups and my circles, everyone's welcome. It's about love. Like it's a care bear club, you know, it's about love and it's about how can we empower each other and how can we step into our own unique brand of magic and, um, and yeah so you know that was that was really hard for me on one level and what was hard about it is that it then didn't stop like it you know it wasn't just elementary school it 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 continues and mm-hmm. so i wanted to speak into that because i feel like that that kind of energy is really getting getting in the way of us truly stepping into our power mm-hmm. and yeah I don't know where I'm going with that exactly. I just, that was the kind of the beginning. And I created a care, I actually created a Care Bear Club (laughs) when I was around that age as well for,
0: Mm.
1: I know I was younger. I was eight because it was the year before my parents got divorced. I was eight and it was about support and love and unification and being there for kids in the neighborhood that were having a hard time. And so, you know, at the core of everything is love, is kindness, um, is healing, transformation. How can we step into um, our power? And I feel like everyone has a unique brand of magic. Everyone has something um, inside of them that's unique that they're going to bring to the world. And I love to help that awaken. And kind of sometimes tease that out. And I'm really passionate about it because can you imagine if all the women and the men stepped into their personal power that was centered in love and their unique brand of magic? And then we could collectively, I mean, that's to me, the new paradigm Hmm. is when, you know, we're not following someone else. We're not doing what someone else is doing we're doing what we came here our soul path purpose to do collectively and that i feel like when each you know heart awakens each soul path purpose awakens in every man and woman then we're going to really be creating the new paradigm and i'm so excited because i feel like it's happening and I'm part of that. <laughs> I'm part of the collective care bear club.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love the collective care bear club. That's beautiful. And and what amazing awareness you had at such a young age. That's really beautiful. And yeah, I completely agree with you that it it really is that that inner work that we all need to do courageously and with open hearts and open wombs at the moment to really deeply, deeply understand and embody our own magic, our own beauty, and to shine that unapologetically, because I, just going back to that theme of beauty that you started with, I spent a lot of my time, a lot of my life really, hiding my own beauty because I was afraid to shine my light because of what others might think or say. Having gone through a lot of experiences, a lot of instances of jealousy and competition and comparisons, I call that the sister wound myself, and also, on the one hand, unwanted attention from boys and men. And it, it's just all steeped in this intrinsic, systematic, patriarchal culture, where we are taught to think of ourselves in certain very narrow-minded ways that really doesn't allow us to shine our light, no matter what our unique superpowers and magic are. But it really is about suppressing ourselves and creating those kinds of contexts and cultures and circles where we really push each other down, especially women. But it also happens with men to a certain extent, but especially women because of all the historical context that we have lived in for thousands of years. And what I'm noticing is that the more... I'm allowing myself to to appreciate beauty, all kinds of beauty, but also my own beauty, and really allowing that to shine through everything that I do, the more is opening up for me. And I would love to hear from you, how are you celebrating your beauty in in everything that you do?
1: Oh, what a great question. Thank you. Yeah, so after I had received, just like you, a lot of attention from men and and jealous women, and um, which doesn't um, work out so well when you are married, I've been married for 24 years, and two children, you know, that's not the attention that you're wanting as um, a married woman either. And so um, after the two kids, I did put on a lot of weight, and I did start to go in hiding, um, also because I'm intuitive and um, I'm, I'm a psychic medium as well, so I, I can see into people, and sometimes I have premonition dreams. So, I um, at one point, I got labeled the town witch, living in a small town um, in New Zealand and a small rural town. And so, I really went into hiding in a big way, and I became so shut down and so depressed that. I just, I couldn't take it anymore. And I woke up and I got back on my path and did a full circle healing. And it was really powerful. And since then I have not stopped. (laughs) And so now I'm like, how can I be the most beautiful radiant flower or rose in my garden that I can be? Because the roses don't worry about, um, oh, maybe I shouldn't be so beautiful or maybe I shouldn't be so fragrant. Like they're just a rose and they bloom and they bloom to their highest potential. And so now, you know, for me, it's like I love wearing goddessy dresses and putting flowers in my hair. I have lots and lots of crowns. I like putting my makeup on and my essential oils and my jewelry and like really being a woman and and standing strong in who I am. And not caring what other people think, not um, taking on energy that belongs to someone else. And, you know, I remember, I'll never forget this uh, public speaking engagement I did. And there were about, I think there were around 40, 45 people there. And because I'm an empath, I could feel everyone's energy, you know. And at the end, I was like so so completely overstimulated with all the energy that I was receiving. And I talked to a friend of mine that is a public speaker as well, and he's incredible. And I told him about some of the feelings I was having. And he said to me, He says, Shemit, you're always going to get the haters. You're always going to get the jealous people. And it says more about them, not you. But why are you taking that on? He goes, I can feel it when I'm public speaking, too. And sometimes I speak to 300 people. Then you can really feel the energy because he's a psychic medium, too. And he says, but I just speak to the people that love me and I ignore the other ones. And I went, oh, my God, that's brilliant. And so, you know, I'm just going to be me and shine my inner light as bright as I want to and I'm not take on other people's wounds. And in fact, if I keep shining and that's reflecting back to them, I'm actually doing a service to them. And eventually, I pray that they will see that you know, there's more healing to do. And I had this confirmed for me, this woman that I just thought she hated me. And she would always give me really negative vibes and glare at me. And I thought, Oh, God, and I never even had a conversation with this woman, you know, years later, fast forward five years, she came up to me. And she's really skinny now and beautiful. And she lost all the weight because she was overweight, and not very happy. Um, and she lost all the weight and she looked beautiful and she had a nice haircut and fashionable clothes on. And she really stepped into her power. And she came up, she said to me, Shamed, I want you to know that I hated you for a long time just because of who you are. Um, and I said, But you didn't know me. She goes, I know, but it wasn't about you. It was all my insecurities. I didn't love myself, I didn't like myself. And you represented everything I wasn't. So every time I saw you, it was so much pain for me. But I just want you to know I'm sorry. And I've stepped into my power now. And it's because of you shining your light and being who you are. It actually inspired me and it woke me up. And I just thought you should know. Now, this is a woman that I never had a conversation with. She never came and saw me for healing. And so that's how powerful we are when we really walk our walk, talk our talk and shine light and, you know, and be who we are and be powerful. (laughs) And and we don't know how that's landing for someone else. And in some ways it's none of our business either. Um, But it it is business when we shut ourselves down and make ourselves small because that's a disservice for us and that's a disservice for the other women and that was testimony for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After that I was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> I'm going to keep shining and and be who I am and not take other people's stuff on. And so that's part of, you know, my awaken the oracle within training that I do is is teaching about psychic boundaries and how to You know, because as empaths, sometimes we don't know where we stop and where another person begins, and so learning who you are and how to see, like, oh, that's not even mine; that belongs to someone else, and so then we don't take that on, and you know, and we can be the beautiful rose that blooms, and we can be fragrant and beautiful, and. And be who we are, because that's what—that's why we came here—is to sh- shine bright and be who we are, and to be a lighthouse and beacon. And yeah, so I'm very passionate about it. Um, my husband and my children love it because I walk around the house doing dishes with my flowers on and my my goddess clothes. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to celebrate the beauty that I have. And you know, I think also being almost fifty. Um, it kind of, there's this awakening that happens. I, I don't know about you, but for me, it's like, oh, my youth and this external beauty, um, is going to fade and it's going to turn into something else. You know, it's going to be beautiful too, but it is going to be a different version. So I might as well celebrate the youth and beauty on that external level and radiate that and celebrate that. As you know, and also celebrate as I get older too, right? But um, be here now and celebrate that. I remember, like you, in my younger years, being in such hiding all the time, wearing the big clothes, and <laughs> you know, I had my head shaved there for a while, and 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 really not um, honoring the power of being a woman, mm. being beautiful. Being feminine, being soft, being sultry, sexy, you know, really Mm. suppressing that. I don't want to suppress it anymore. And, um, you know, in response to that, I have a really, really great, passionate, thriving sex life with my amazing husband of 24 years because I don't give my power away anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah that's beautiful that is so so powerful everything that you just shared there so thank you for putting that out there so gracefully and elegantly i really really appreciate that and there were a couple of things that were really arising for me as you were speaking one was around and i feel it's really important to mention this in this context around body shape and 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 weight overall and I, I feel it's important to bring it up because in the patriarchal paradigm, there's so much pressure to be a certain body type, to be that skinny or slim or whatever it might be body type and not, it's not possible for everybody. So I think it's really important to emphasize the message of being healthy and and feeling really good and comfortable in your body, exactly the way she is no matter what that shape is, as long as you feel good and you feel, feel healthy because I think more and more we're starting to also bring back the celebration of the more full feminine form. Um, not necessarily the Venus of Willendorf fullness, maybe, but not necessarily, but really just, you know, that, that softness, that feminine shape, those curves that you were talking about as well, and, and really allowing that to be revered in its many formats as well.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for bringing that up. I mean, I've always just been, you know, on the thin side naturally. Um, but however, um, I always love to share this story because my sister, oh my God, I love my sister so much. We we have such a great relationship and she would be okay with me saying this. Um, she's a full bodied woman. Like she's beautiful and she's, you know, voluptuous everywhere. And she's more confident about her body than I am. And so, absolutely, 100%. And her husband likes her that way. Like, they're very happy. And she's so cute. She's so darn cute. She cracks me up. She says, I look better naked. I'm just saying. And I was like, wow, you are so confident, Katrina. And she goes, Oh, yeah, I am. And then I did naked, I was like, damn, girl, you are beautiful. (laughs) She goes, I've been telling you, I am gorgeous. And so yeah, I mean, and that exudes from her it radiates out of her because she truly loves her voluptuous, beautiful body. And she's gorgeous, inside and out, you know, and absolutely, you know, this is the feminine one for me was women hated me because Mm. of the way, you know, I look but Yeah, no matter what shape you are, you know, if you're voluptuous, or you're skinny as a rail, like honoring ourselves for who we are in our totality, mind, body, spirit, soul, and loving this physical temple, no matter what shape it is. That's really, really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Thank you for bringing that up. My sister is such a goddess, and I've loved the medicine that she shared with me. Because when I did gain the weight, I didn't feel good in my own body. Mm. Because for me, I operate my digestion and everything. And and you know maybe what I should say is when I gained that weight, it was digestive issues. Mm-hmm. So um, I wasn't big everywhere. My stomach was big, so I mm-hmm. looked like I was pregnant when I mm. wasn't. Because of all the shutting down of my power in that womb area, yeah, um, and so what would happen is I would shut myself down and I would play small and my digestion would suffer for it. And so I was having massive health issues because my digestive system was not working properly. And so I love how you rephrase that your healthy shape, no matter, you know, if you're voluptuous or you're skinny, it's the, the womb space and the digestion and our power and our right relationship with our own health and Well-being that matters the most, absolutely Mm.
0: beautiful. And I love how you shared the story of your sister as well. We need more women like that to really shine as role models for for everyone out there as well. That's
1: beautiful. She's an absolute beacon of light in my life, and for her Mm. whole community, she's absolutely gorgeous inside and out. (laughs) And she's she's helped me heal a lot on that that level by her just loving herself Mm. for who she is.
0: Yeah, Beautiful. we
1: need more of that in the world for sure.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. I love that. Mm. 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 The, the other theme that was really coming through for me was around aging. You've mentioned that you are nearing 50 and I'm not too far from that either. So again, we are on the same path there as well. And again, patriarchy puts a lot of pressure on, on women, much more so than on men when men start to age, they look elegant and wise and the gray hairs are appreciated and looked looked upon um, with with this sense of like, wow, he's becoming older and wiser and look how great he looks with his gray hair. Whereas for women, there's a lot of pressure and, and we touched on this already to continue looking a certain way, to continue looking both attractive and young and innocent at the same time. And um, gray hair should be hidden and we should really try and constantly find our way back to the way we used to look when we were much much younger so what's arising for you in the moment around that what is it that you would like to share around the aging process especially for women
1: yeah yeah I personally love the energy of the crone and the medicine woman Hmm. and I'll never forget my grandmother she was you know, trapped in that patriarchal, trying to stay young. So she would dye her hair and do all these different things, you know, to make herself look beautiful. And I said, Grandma, your gray hair is beautiful. If you just let it grow out, you will look younger. Your blue eyes will shine. Your skin will look more radiant. And she loved me. She adored me. We were very close. So she finally did she let it grow out, she cut all the hair that she'd been dying off. And she did, she looked younger, she looked more radiant, her blue eyes sparkled, her skin softened. And, and, and she also started to, you know, go through the acceptance stage of now I'm an older woman as well. And, and her energy softened. Mm. Like she just settled into herself. And that was such a huge healing for me. Gosh, I haven't talked about this before. Um, As a young woman, because I was quite young, my early 20s. And I was amazed at what a huge difference just the color of accepting the color of your hair was. And so I'm starting to get my gray come in. And I'm like, yes, (laughs) I'm so excited. Like I am not dying that. I'm embracing it. And the women that I know, that have gone gray or silver, um, that have really uh, accepted it, (laughs) and they're, they're aging gracefully. And there's an internal um, acceptance of that aging process. They're beautiful. Like they are beautiful, and sexy and radiant, actually. And so I think that for me, what I'm noticing and what's alive in me is it's how are we aging? How are we accepting the process? And I'm not saying it's easy. I sometimes wake up in the morning and my eyes are swollen and I'm like, "Whoa, wow, <laughs> that was a hard night's sleep, you know? But, but, but it's, um, I think it's the way that we think and feel about it because there's an that comes through. And so this is why I love the crone and the medicine woman energy so much, because that's how I see myself is I am going to be this um, older, graceful, wise woman that is still very much connected to my sensuality, my sexuality, and my health and well being. So I want to keep thriving. And Mm. not that I'm trying to stay young. That's not the point. I know that I'm not because that's um feels like a very misaligned energy. It's keeping um I want to say fit, but it's not just fit physically. It's an alignment with our well-being and embracing it on every level. So, you know, I, I get out there and I walk every day in the forest with my dog. Um, I'm probably not going to go to a gym and work on my biceps, but I've never been that kind of girl, but I am going to go and I'm going to walk and I'm going to keep active and I'm going to keep dancing. And I've told all my girlfriends, we're going to go to a concert or a party or something, and we're going to dance and rave when we turn 90. And they're like, oh, hell yes, that's what we're doing. And so I think, you know, it's a big, um, it's a big paradigm shift mm. that we either choose to make or we don't. And the door that opened for me was around um what would it have been seven years ago. I went to this yoga class, and the yoga teacher was extremely beautiful and she was incredible. and she I talked to her after class, she was sixty four. And she had the body, uh, her body was nicer than my body. And I was in my 30s. Yeah, this is a long time ago, I was in my 30s. So um, it it changed my life. It changed my perception of, oh, it's middle age spread, or oh, you know, it's just you're getting old. It's like, no, maybe we fell into the paradigm that it has to be this way. That 64 year old woman that was completely, you know, gray And she had the lines, she had no plastic surgery or anything like that. She was all natural. So you could see that she was older by her face, but she had a yoga body, you know, she kept fit, she kept strong. And I asked her what her secret was. And she says, Well, I I do my yoga, I eat healthy, and I do what makes me happy. Mm. And so I had to leave my marriage. (laughs) She said, I had to leave my marriage because my happiness is the most important thing to me. Mm. And I choose. Happiness, kindness, and love always. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. And she had the inner radiance as well. So she had that inner radiance, but she she still kept active and fit. And, you know, not everybody's cup of tea is to be physically fit and have a yoga body, but I want that. (laughs) You know, we all want different things. I think it's just important not to not to settle and not mm. to just kind of give up on yourself and allow certain parts of you to die. Mm. Um, and I think that's really what's alive for me. Um, and one more thing, I know we need to wrap it up, but one more thing is my grandmother was so important to me. She was like a mother in a lot of ways. Cause my mom was um, she was 16 when she had me mm. actually the day before her 16th birthday. So she was a yeah. very young mom. So my grandmother was like my mom in a lot of ways for many years. And she was on her deathbed and um, she was, her body was failing her. She was dying. And her dream was to go to Hawaii. Well, I wasn't prepared to let my grandmother go yet. And so I decided to take her to Hawaii. And the doctor said, you can't take Alice. (laughs) She will die on the plane there. And um, she was in a wheelchair and an oxygen mask. And my grandmother was like, well, then I'm gonna die going to Hawaii because I'm going to Hawaii. (laughs) This is my dream. And so she went to Hawaii, and that trip resuscitated her. It it she came back with seven more years of life. She came back without needing the oxygen. (laughs) And, you know, because she was happy and because of all the love that I put into her and having her dream come true. And I share this story as a reminder, that when we give up, Mm. and we just allow kind of death and age and all, then it'll just creep in. But if we go nah, I'm going to choose life, I'm going to choose to thrive, I'm going to choose happiness, then, you know, energy follows energy, as one of my mentors always says. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that one week in Hawaii, gave her 7 more years of life and my mom said she was the happiest woman in the world when she came back and she was just full of energy like a different woman <laughs> and so yeah i believe in the power of intention mm. and and what we believe we then start to create mm-hmm. absolutely Oh, I yeah. hope that answers your question.
0: <laughs> oh, it does. Yeah. And more. Thank you so and much. <laughs> yeah. And 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 it's so true. We really are the souls in charge. We create our own realities at every single level. And the more conscious we become of that, the more powerful it gets. Um, so, yeah.
1: Yeah. I've lived my whole life that way. I mm. told my grandmother when I was a little girl, I'm going to go here and here and here. <laughs> and my grandmother had never left the United States. And she goes, honey, she's from... Um, West Virginia, so she had that beautiful Southern draw. She goes, "How, oh, honey, how are you gonna do all that? How are you gonna go to all those places?" I said, "I don't know, Grandma, but I am. I'm gonna make my dreams come true." And I was, I think, eleven or twelve years old, mm-hmm. and I've gone to almost every place on that map so far. I've got, I've got a few more on my bucket list. I'm not <laughs> done yet, but you know, I'm a firm believer that we consciously create and manifest mm-hmm. the life of our wildest dreams if we choose that.
0: That's right. And
1: yeah, and I'm going to keep on choosing that. And I know mm. you are too. And all those <laughs> listeners out there, you yeah. have the choice. The choice is yours. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. We are the co-creators of our reality.
0: Absolutely. Here, here. Beautiful.
1: <laughs> well, what
0: beautiful words to start wrapping up with here, Shamet. I mean, I could talk to you for hours and dive deeper into all of these themes that we've just started kind of scratching the surface of in this time together, but uh, perhaps there's another interview coming up in some other format in the future. But for now, Shammet, if our listeners wanted to find out more about you, how would they find you?
1: I, uh, I have two different websites. I have horsefield.com which is my name, and then I have a website for my priestess work, which is awakenthepriestesswithin.com, and I would love to interview you on my priestess podcast too, which is Awakening the New Paradigm Priestess podcast. So yeah, several different ways to get in touch with me. And yes, this conversation has only just begun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> beautiful. Thank you for that, Shamit. And, and you have a free gift for our listeners
1: as well? I sure do. I have such a beautiful, beautiful gift for everyone. And I probably got a little overboard on it because it is uh, the book that I'm writing, um, the New Prime Light Leader Guidebook. And so it's the first part of my book. And um, so it, it's quite a big offering, but I'm just so happy to share it. And so um, I'll leave that link with you um, for your listeners, as well as a masterclass on being a new paradigm light leader and priestess and tools for the priestess path. So I'm very, very excited to offer that as well. And that will be a live stream with
0: me. Mm, Lovely. That sounds beautiful and potent. So thank you for that, Shaman. Appreciate that. And yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and and for sharing your wisdom and for being who you are and, and sharing your light with the world. Really, really appreciate you.
1: Oh, thank you so much. You too. Mm. Thank, thank you. you. Mm. And so many New Paradigm Priestess blessings to everyone in your community and everyone that's listening. Um, yeah, transforming your wounds into wisdom, wisdom into superpowers, so you can manifest uh, your most abundant life, the life of your wildest dreams. I know it's possible because I've been on this path now for over 25 years, and it really, really does work. It's incredible. I'm living testament to that. So thank you so much for having me on the show.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, Shamit. Now, everybody, just for a moment, let's focus our awareness and our intention on this beautiful, magical energy that's been activated. And just imagine sending this energy to everybody and everything on our planet to remember that we are all truly one. And that the more of us have the courage to step into our sacred feminine power, the more quickly our planet will also ascend and heal. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here.